Will the New York Mets actually trade Pete Alonso this winter? We'll discuss all the latest rumors on today's edition of Locked On Mets. You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. On the show today, we're going to discuss the latest reports around Pete Alonso as they keep on trying to put this man in trade rumors. First segment, I'll go through some of the latest reports and how I feel about them. In the second segment, I'll touch on what I think is going to happen here between the Mets and Alonzo. And then in the final segment, we'll recap some baseball from the weekend as the Angels and Shohei Otani came through City Field. Before we get to any of it, though, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan. You can also find some of my writing at JustBaseball.com, where I work as the managing editor. Now, to all you reporters and news outlets out there, do me a favor. Keep Pete Alonzo's name out of your mouth and out of your headlines. I am so sick of seeing Pete Alonzo trade talk. At the end of August, the deadline passed. The Mets can't trade him right now. And nothing I have read gives me any indication that the Mets are any more willing than you would have imagined to move him in the winter. Could there be some smoke here? In a couple of months, I can't say for certainty that there won't be any. But I still strongly doubt it. And this most recent report by Bob Nightingale is absolutely ridiculous. And it's just trying to cause panic and havoc and get people to click on articles. Because what Bob Nightingale basically says is the Mets expected to trade Pete Alonso. But if you look into his story, you see that that reporting is pretty flimsy, but I want to back up a little bit because the Pete Alonso trade stuff really, you know, started to, to get a, a new life of its own after the deadline when Ken Rosenthal wrote a story about it last Tuesday. Now, if you read his story, it is well-sourced, it seems, and it's pretty fair. Now, a, a big part of that, piece that got circulated that made everyone go crazy was the the part where it says the brewers thought they had a trade in field goal range but if you look back at that article right below it it says a mets official disputed the characterization that a deal with the brewers was within reach saying conversations never accelerated to that level other teams included the cubs that were interested but from a mets perspective no deal was ever close so that's what the mets are saying and the Brewers are saying, or were saying, that a deal was in field goal range. Well, is that you know, uh, you know, former extra point? You know, is that you know, a nice twenty-six yard field goal? Is that further back? Are we talking, you know, a fifty-four yarder? Is this uh, you know a Justin Tucker type field goal? That's it. It's a pretty wide range that a field goal can mean. And honestly, what exactly does that mean? <laughs> that story which if you go back, it was titled Pete Alonso was center of trade talks with Brewers. He 
He was. The Brewers are interested. Okay. Will the Mets make a move this offseason? Again, that's some fair reporting. But when you read the story, all it basically says is that the Brewers were interested. The Cubs were interested. The Brewers felt like they were close to deal. The Mets never felt like they were close to a deal. There you go. You know, maybe the Brewers were surprised at how willing the Mets were to talk about it. But the Mets set a lofty asking price that the Brewers clearly never got close to reaching. That was, to me, end of story there. Now the latest one from Bob Nightingale reported that it's expected that the Mets will trade the first baseman this offseason. In the article, he writes, all-star first baseman Pete Alonso is expected to be traded by the New York Mets this winter. Several, several executives insist after conversation with the Mets. Okay, so first of all, with conversation with the Mets, that means that those executives aren't part of the Mets organization. He also talks about how Alonzo is not under contract beyond 2024 and that the Mets have informed teams that anyone who isn't under contract after 2024 will be available and they have not come close to reaching a contract extension with Alonzo, Alonzo in past years. So all that information that he is reporting is stuff that was out there at the deadline and now he's regurgitating it three weeks later, four weeks later at this point. As if it's news, yes, at the deadline, the Mets were interested or were not interested. They were all years on any player who was not under contract beyond 2024, and they traded a lot of them. Who did they not trade? Pete Alonso and Jose Quintana. Those are the two. Does that mean that the Mets, when they go into this winter, are going to think again about selling? Do you think Steve Cohen is going to watch the Mets maybe finish in last place because the Nationals are better than them right now. And he's going to be happy to say, yeah, you know what? Let's take this team that sucked. Um, let's trade Pete Alonso and Jose Quintana. Let's have Kodai Senga on an island with David Peterson, Tyler McGill, and uh, you know, Joey Lucchese and Mike Vassell. Let's not address the rotation. Let's not address the bullpen. And I'm excited to sell to my season ticket holders that we're going to have Francisco Lindor, Brandon Nimmo, and Edwin Diaz out there. And we're not going to do anything to help those guys that I'm already paying a bunch of money to. And we're just going to suck in 2024. Do you really believe that's the Mets' plan of attack this year? If the Mets were to entertain a Pete Alonso trade, in my opinion, it happens at the deadline because they were so bad again next season that they are once again in that mode where they're selling to rebuild. I don't know if they're so all in on the sell that they're like, all right, let, let's, let's move Alonso. The only thing that would make you willing to move Alonzo is if you think you have someone ready to take over. And what has Mark Vianto showed us so far that makes you think he's ready to be the starting first base for the New York Mets? One more from Bob Nightingale here. Quote, the fact that they had every opportunity to sign this guy and didn't speaks volumes about his future, one nationally, man one nationally general manager told Nightingale. Could that have maybe been Matt Arnold from the Brewers? Could that maybe be a Brewers franchise that is a little bit frustrated with the New York Mets who have been widely rumored to poach their top executive, David Stearns, and they're trying to cause a, a bunch of conflict with the Mets, maybe not the best player, but maybe the most marketable and the biggest fan favorite player? To me... All of this is a whole lot of nothing. It doesn't mean that Pete Alonso is definitely a forever Met, but I certainly don't think that the Mets front office on you know August 28th is sitting here thinking, man, we can't wait to resume those Pete Alonso trade talks we had at the deadline. 
I just don't see it. I think that they were listening on everybody and they set a ridiculous bar to meet to trade Pete Alonso and no one met that bar. And hey, may, maybe they set the same absurd bar again this offseason. But why is a team going to trade their best overall prospect and three other prospects or whatever ridiculous bar the Mets set for one year of Pete Alonso? Is that trade going to happen? I'll, I'll go into it a little bit more why I still don't believe it's going to happen and where I think this goes next. But before we get into any of that, today's episode is brought to you by Dave. Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you can get up to $500 in five minutes or less, no credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. Extra cash gives you more money to buy groceries, fill your tank, and finally get your car repaired or catch up on bills without having to wait for your next paycheck. You can even build credit when you settle up on time. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to make their finances easier. So if you're in a pinch, get the help you need by downloading Dave. Download Dave today at dave.com slash MLB. That's dave.com slash MLB. You can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Download Dave app now or go to dave.com slash MLB. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Making services provided by Evolve, member FDIC. The New York Mets play the Texas Rangers at 710 Eastern Time tonight. Catch every pitch of the Mets hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Mets. And when it comes to these Pete Alonso trade rumors, I already explained why I don't believe they're viable because I honestly don't think the Mets are going in the tank again next season. Take Max Scherzer's words with a grain of salt. I just don't imagine a Steve Cohen-led franchise looking at a blank slate of a season when you still have Kodai Senga that you're paying money that you have only for Maybe three years of control because he could opt out after that third year. You're paying Francisco Lindor $34.1 million. Brandon Nimmo, Edwin Diaz, all of these guys in the prime of their careers. Jeff McNeil on an extension. And a team that, while it looks awful right now, might not be that far away. Add a couple starting pitchers, round out that bullpen, hope that some of the kids come up and, and help out your position player core. Maybe you make one key signing there, you get one extra bat that you really like in free agency to plug into left field or something like that. And hey, maybe you're off to the races. You know, Starling Marte paying him a lot of money. And at this point, I imagine he shut down for the season. You rest him up. Maybe a long off season for him. He comes back to normal next year. This team could still be good. But if you remove Pete Alonzo from the equation, it's going to be bad. There's... There's no bat in free agency that could replace Pete Alonso. It's just not there. Now, next year, the 2025, Juan Soto could be a free agent. Could you be leaving first base open because the Mets want to sign Juan Soto and make him a first baseman? Potentially, potentially, but you got to be real sure that the Padres aren't going to ruin those plans by just extending them. You got to be real sure that you're going to get Juan Soto when he hits free agency. And be willing to gamble the Alonzo relationship, a guy who 
bleeds your colors, clearly. Has said it time and again. Does great charity work in New York City. Has done everything right in his career. And based on the home runs he's hit, is on a Hall of Fame track. What does that mean to a Mets organization that only has two Hall of Famers? That saw, you know, the end of David Wright's career and, and how that didn't pan out. And, you know, just watch Jacob DeGrom go to another team. And who knows when the next Hall of Famer comes around for the Mets. Do they want to trade a guy that not only is on that track, but has proven that, hey, even in a down season, he's got 39 home runs. I think Pete Alonso brings more value to the Mets than he would do to a lot of teams, quite honestly. Um, He's the perfect fit. So why move him? Because the trade package you get back is that good? Potentially. And so if the Mets set a ridiculous bar and they keep the phone lines open, hey, maybe there's a team that ponies up. But how many teams go into the season and are ready to mortgage their farm on a trade? That desperation comes at the deadline, which is where, again, I say if Alonzo's traded, it's because the Mets suck again next season. And at the deadline, they're sellers again, and they're moving their rentals. Alonzo's a rental. That, that's where it could happen. And you know what? Hey, maybe the relationship isn't severed enough where you could re-sign him in free agency. I don't know. Here's another part of it. Pete Alonso is represented by Apex. Apex, a relatively new sports agency. Alonso's their biggest guy. He's their biggest name guy. It's him or Will Smith, the catcher of the Dodgers. Mitch Hanniger is the third guy that's like listed on the site prominently. And he did make it to free agency. He signed a three-year, $43.5 million deal with the Giants. Will Smith has not been extended. He's got two years of arbitration left. Alonzo, one year. If there has been serious contract talk in previous off-seasons, maybe Alonzo's representation made it pretty clear he wants to get to free agency. And for a sports agency like Apex, having Alonzo hit free agency and get the biggest possible offer makes a lot of sense for them. And, you know, I'm sure they're even telling him, look, we're going to get you more money. You, you have put up solid numbers all the way through. Stay the course, stay the course, stay the course. So now Alonzo's name has been in trade rumors a ton. I imagine after the season, Alonzo is going to meet with his representatives again. And talk about the course of action. Hey, you got you know this last year, contract year, all the stuff he has to prepare for. Could Alonzo go to them and say, hey, I'm sick of these rumors and I want to stay with the Mets? There is a world where these trade rumors end up working out in the Mets' favor and Alonzo's representation show up to them more eager than they've ever been before to get a deal done. And in that circumstance, I would hope that the Mets will give him everything he wants. I'm not saying, hey, just give him a blank check. But what I mean is, hey, give him the full no trade clause. Let him feel protected. Give him the incentives for home runs or for awards or all of it. And then get him to sign a a contract that has a healthy base that's not going to kill you when it comes to average annual value on the luxury tax. And maybe they can come to terms on extension. Or let next season play out. Maybe you are unsure. Maybe you are excited or not excited, but you are intrigued by the possibility of moving Alonzo, like some of these reports say. I don't think that the value you get back for him is much different if you trade him in the offseason than if you trade him at the deadline. 
So let it play out a little bit. See what your ball club is. Because if you're at the trade deadline and suddenly Luis and Helicuna and Drew Gilbert have both found their way on the big league roster and are performing, and hey, Brett Beatty's a new man that year, and all of a sudden, maybe Ryan and Mauricio Marfiantos has figured it out. Now you've got a, a young core and you're actually winning games and you're in the hunt. Hey, you're a buyer. Maybe the other direction happens. For whatever reason, your pitching is terrible. You have a young core. You want to add to it more. And it's your last chance to move Alonzo and you do it. I just think that the idea that the Mets are moving him this winter because they were listening at the deadline Sounds to me like some executives for other teams that might have some sour grapes about the New York Mets and want them to be uncomfortable right now when they already are because the team's bad. That's what it feels like to me. And a reporter like Bob Nightingale is more than happy to be a grief eater and uh, send that stuff out there and try to stir up some paranoia so Mets fans are frantically clicking on his article and liking his tweet and retweeting it and giving him that attention that he wants which is his job, mind you. But still, that's where I'm at with it. Don't buy into these Pete Alonso trade rumors. If we actually hear in the winter that the Mets are seriously considering moving him, then you can panic. But for now, be calm, be patient. I bet you that Pete Alonso stays put and either gets a contract extension this offseason or ends up coming back to the Mets in free agency. Or if he doesn't, it's because the Mets signed Juan Soto to replace him. That's the more likely scenario is I think that, oh, Pete Alonso gets traded to the Brewers this offseason. Bet you that never happens considering all the stuff that's come out lately. And I strongly doubt the Mets are willing to entertain any trade offers from that specific team anymore. But I spent enough time on this. Shohei Otani played baseball at City Field this weekend, and I want to discuss it. We will in a second. Before we do, though, today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Want the chance to win more money with less picks? Head to Sleeper where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. Sleeper is now offering up to 100 time payout for up to eight pick contests where you can choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right and you can win big. There's built-in group chat functionality where you can see and copy your group's picks with the tap of a button. Entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. It's that easy and they're safe and fast withdrawals. Use promo code locked on and you'll get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. The New York Mets play the Texas Rangers at 710 Eastern Time tonight. Catch every pitch in the Mets hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Mets. Well, we finally got the matchup we were all waiting for. Kodai Senga versus Shohei Otani. Friday night baseball. Kodai Senga ghost fork uh, giveaway. Uh, swept through the stadium. And there was all the anticipation in the world for that matchup. And honestly, a little bit boring. I think he walked them twice. Um, Otani walked three times on Friday night. He went one for two at the double, did hit that double off of Sanga. But Sanga knew what he was dealing with, stayed away from him. But I will say the excitement for Shohei Otani is just remarkable. I mean, it's everywhere he goes, but particularly a big market where the ballpark can be packed that way. This guy is one of a kind, not because he's a hitter and a pitcher. 
because he's the best athlete in this sport. And the ball just sounds different off his bat, and everyone has their phone out just to get a glimpse of him. That whole thing is actually funny. Side note, I think it's ridiculous to take pictures of players at games. I honestly do. Because I'll tell you what, you can Google Shohei Otani and find yourself a way better picture than the one you're going to get 300 feet away from him on your phone camera. Watch with your eyes, not your phone cameras, people. Sorry, it's just my own little uh, pet peeve. But Shohei Otani is remarkable to watch. And it's crazy as a DH. He just strolls up to the plate a couple times a game. And that is where you're just eyes glued to the screen. Or I'm sure if you're in the ballpark, you're just just waiting to see him do something. Because every time he steps up, you think he's going to do something. And he had two really good games. He went two for three on Saturday with a double, a triple, two walks. The guy who had his number was David Peterson. That's the funny thing to me. Where did that come from? That was the David Peterson that has me looking so stupid this year because the way he pitched on Sunday is what I see, saw last year, what I saw in spring training. It's the guy that I thought could be a number three in the big leagues. And David Peterson was lights out. <laughs> Didn't give up a run until the seventh inning. Uh, you know, he, he struck out eight, three hits allowed, three walks, attacked all day. I mean, what? what like, where was that? All year long, I've been waiting to see it. Awesome to see. Uh, Kodai Senga also, I should mention, on Friday, he pitched great. Six and two-thirds, allowed two runs, struck out ten. Uh, so another outstanding performance by him. The Mets only scored one run for him, though. Francisco Lindor hit a home run. That was it. Um, Carlos Carrasco was awful on Saturday. Might be his last start in the Mets uniform. Probably should be. I'd hope that the Mets just DFA him. I mean, or give him that, you know, nice nod of, oh, Carlos Carrasco has uh, elbow soreness. We're putting him on the IL, and you just quietly just fade him off, have him exit stage right, and you don't have to see him again. He looks washed. He does. It's rough to see a guy who had a really good career just look like this, but he's got nothing left. He gave up five runs on seven hits, didn't make it out of the second inning, was booed off the field. Um, and the Mets bullpen, to show you how the Angels really aren't that good, the Mets bullpen with – you know, your collection of Sean Reed Foley's and everything else, whatever. Who, who even cares who pitched? Bottom line, their bullpen put up zeros from the third inning on in that game, but the Mets only scored three runs, so Carlos Carrasco lost it. 5-3, Mets lose. Um, yeah, Carrasco, at, at this point, let's see Mike Vassell up here and, and see what he can do. Or I'd rather see Jose Budo even, um, but I digress on that. Finally, uh, on Sunday uh, yeah, as I said, David Peterson was awesome. Um, the Mets didn't score a lot. Okay, Francisco Alvarez had an RBI single in the fourth inning, which was the only run the Mets scored until the bottom of the eighth. Um, you know, Peterson was pitching with a one nothing lead for most of the game. He gives up a run in the top of the seventh. Then Drew Smith comes on and immediately gives up a home run. So the Mets are suddenly losing. Uh, but Pete Alonso had an RBI double in the bottom half of that inning. And then in the ninth, Francisco Alvarez is hit by a pitch. DJ Stewart got a base hit. Mark Vientos drew a walk below the bases. And Rafael Ortega walked it off. And I don't know if you all feel this way, but I feel like if your team is just an awful watch and has no chance of making the playoffs and is way out of it, and it's just kind of an embarrassment day in, day out, you shouldn't even celebrate walk-offs. 
you should walk it off and walk off the field. Like to, just to see Rafael Ortega and Jonathan Arauz and Danny Mendick jumping up and down. It does nothing for me. It just doesn't. Uh, it's just sad, man. It's sad. The walk-offs when your team is this bad. It's just, it's not, it's not any fun. I mean, it's, it's good. The Mets win. And, you know, I'm not sitting there rooting against the Mets when the bases are loaded, uh, but I still don't have that exuberance in me to be like, yeah, let's dump gum and water on Rafael Ortega. Uh, but hey, it is what it is. Let's actually take a look since I, I just brought up, I'm not rooting for the Mets to lose. Let's take one look at the lottery right now because, hey, in some respects, you should be rooting for the Mets to lose. Where are we at? Uh, looking at these odds, you got Oakland still hanging on to first, Kansas City second, Colorado third. Those teams probably won't be touched. White Sox fourth, again, probably not touched. Uh, the Mets are four games back of the Cardinals at this point and two back of the Pirates for the sixth slot. So, Tough road to hoe there. Uh, I think the best bet for the Mets is battling out the Tigers. Uh, yeah, they're sitting in eighth. Um, and the funny thing is the Nationals are now, you know, sitting a game better than the Mets, uh, you know, as far as the actual standings and a game back when it comes to the tank. And that doesn't matter because they're not going to win the lottery anyway. So if the Nationals won, it actually would have helped the Mets because they had to forfeit a top six pick because they're a, a revenue earning team, like they get money in the ref share and they won the lottery last year, which means they can't win it this year. Um, but interesting enough. So Mets, Padres, Guardians, all these teams that makes the Yankees aren't that far back from the Mets in the tank. Uh, just something that we'll continue to monitor as we close out this season. But hey, Mets Rangers got a chance to play spoiler on Max Scherzer this week. We fun to watch. I'll be covering it, of course. So make sure you uh, are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Follow me, Finkelstein Ryan. Follow the show at Locked On Mets. Thank you for making Locked On Match your first listen every day. And if you want to catch every pitch of the Mets hometown broadcast this week, you can do so with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Mets. <laughs>